This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. All right, it's us, your good friends, White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. And we brought a friend. Say hey, Mike. Hi. Yeah, so Mike Hello. Cannon's here. He's yeah, our friend. Mike Cannon. He's a really funny comic. And um, noted not conspiracy theorist. Not right? a nut, yeah. No, no. I'm uh, I was uh, one of the logical ones on our on our ex show here. This is my first podcast in stand up New York since ours got uh, got dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? Ha- why did it? die uh, it just i mean it turned into basically it just it, it kept going in circles everything filtered through flat earth you mean and, like every conspiracy theory does yeah exactly all the minutiae and all that stuff was getting really just too much for me and both tim and i who have our new show mike and tim visit earth Hell yeah. uh, we i didn't even know he was experiencing this but every time i was on the train to stand up new york i was getting like horrible indigestion and like anxiety and i was like oh i feel sick i guess it's just something physical and i didn't realize it was the manifestation of all this like aggression and <laughs> well that guy you did the show with was really a challenging person flat earth yeah. Dave is a lot yeah. yeah I mean I've worked at a camp for retarded kids and I needed more <laughs> patience to deal with him than I did to teach those kids how to play basketball yeah he's got a weird like kind of dark energy about him to be honest like I mean a guy like that it's like interesting to a point but when he like goes really when he doubles down on shit like Sandy Hook and yeah and 11 like that just like there's like kind of a lack of humanity in that. Sure, yeah, which we brought up a lot on the show. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even. That doesn't bother me. Like all that stuff was entertaining to me because I was just fascinated by the fact that there are people. There are a lot of people out yeah. there with that type of mindset, and that's all well and good. But mm. what I found that was more troubling for our show was that he was treating deep inside the rabbit hole the name as a shell corporation for himself, so he didn't have to take any individual responsibility for his beliefs or what he was saying. What does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Like. He basically, David Weiss, which is his name, and I'll say that, you know, clearly and out loud, he he was basically using our show as his YouTube page, creating all of this content saying everything was yeah, fake right. and then not owning up to it as him individually. Oh, he was, he was using, branding it yes, and then backing off. Branding it as our show. Our, yeah, our right. picture and our names were on his website yeah. that had every fake blood, fake kids dying, fake all this stuff. So my name, if you Google it, is like attached to this bullshit and it's great <laughs> even recently he tried to he, or he asked for access to our Facebook page and I gave Not, it to him mm. because apparently he was having professional difficulties because people while googling him they were coming across all this deep inside the rabbit hole shit and his company was getting all of this like what the fuck like what, you what believe? does he do he's in oh, solar like he sells solar which I, I don't even care about talking about this I'm sure he'd be pissed but I don't fucking care he's talked about it he's talked about it on this podcast yeah. before Tommy was doing he's talked about it on race wars like he's public but also this stuff because no longer is he public he's now trying to hide behind the shroud good of like, fuck it, that guy you know i didn't yeah, like that given guy name. i <laughs> to be honest did with like you. him i thought yeah. he was like a really really frustrating but like interesting to talk to yeah. person that kind of person is like fun to try to like get to the bottom of do you know yes. what i mean like after caitlin left and i was doing the show by myself i remember having him on i think i had a like random co-host I can't remember Mm -hmm. but I remember like trying to get to why like I was like you weren't born thinking this right Right. like something happened 
and you turn the fuck up, right? So yes. like what happened and why this? That's what's so interesting about him. Like yeah. he, I knew he wanted to get into the, I was like, we're not here to talk about like the little nitty gritty facts sure. or whatever, because I can't argue that, right? Like I would yeah, have to yeah. spend time and read it. That, and he's counting on that. Of course. He knows you're not going to sit there and refute every fact. Like I don't know how buildings are built or whatever. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, why are you like that? Well, that, that's what we found, or at least I did, and I think Tim kind of agreed to it, is that every single conspiracy theorist that we had on had experienced like a hardcore trauma in their life. Totally. My friend Tim, who's now my co-host also again, he his brother died. That's what sent him into this kind of spiral of conspiracy and uh, search for mysticism and reasoning behind his life and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it ended up in a very positive way because he's actually trying to find out what the source is of a lot of his pain and a lot of like what his purpose is in, on earth. Yeah. And Dave has now focused all of his energy on the outside and how everybody is fucking him yeah. instead of looking inside where the real 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, well, it's like two different ways of getting control, right? Like that's what like response to trauma is. Yeah. You feel like something happened to you that you really couldn't control and life victimized you. Yeah. And you want control back, right? So you either focus inward, like I'm going to fix myself, or you focus outward, like flat earth freaking Dave. Yeah. Well, sometimes like I guess trauma can like trigger somebody onto a path of like personality disorder yeah but like i think that that guy was kind of a shitbag on an a person-to-person level like i don't think but and the example personality disorder implies that most personalities are ordered do you know what i mean like i don't think anybody's living scot free okay but that's just like under together personality the like whole dsm like that's just saying that you think think that the dsm DSM is slightly full of shit i do a little bit maybe i mean and i think that that's valid but i also think that people behave in ways that are in line consistent isn't it crazy how valid i've been the past few episodes we'll talk about it in a minute (laughs) that's actually the word that kept popping into my mind was valid Valid. (laughs) yeah yeah i get that a lot (laughs) no but that guy dave like one time we were doing a show here and he stood in the window there's a window in the studio you can look into and just kept like distracting us <laughs> oh, yeah. but like it was funny and then not funny and he right, just kept right. doing it and but it's that's like, like that that to me was the essence of flattered dave it was funny and then yes. it was not funny yes that, that's a uh, pretty accurate and you know i <laughs> i actually harbor absolutely zero ill will towards him because i think that we I feel like it, it's not on purpose no and we did a good show for mm-hmm. a while i think there were obviously better episodes than some and there were some episodes that were just a fucking train wreck but for whatever reason the audience responded kind of mostly to those but <laughs> <laughs> it, it just became too taxing on me personally. And like, yeah. I'm I'm an anxious, stressed out person as it is. I don't need that shit injected into something that I'm doing for free. Right. And also that I'm doing, it's my fucking show. Mm-hmm. And constantly he was just, you know, undermining how much it was my show and how I was the only reason that we were recording here yeah. and all of this stuff. And, you know, taking control of the YouTube page, taking control of the website, yep. you know, giving us limited access to the Facebook page. It was just... <laughs> It, I mean, yeah, it was. Did it he was, make you pay? No, but we were only <laughs> Tim and I were only editors, and he was an admin. Oh, so, and okay. he and it's funny because Tim goes to or went to festivals with him, and he has a very similar mindset when it comes to the distribution of the Molly that they all have during these festivals. Yeah. So he would hold on to oh, that he's and the Molly like, man. yeah, and then just like give a little pinch here when you deserve it, you know, <gasps> like a little bird feeder. He's so controlling. That's exactly. Control. Yeah. He that sounds like control. a personality disorder. He sounds like. But yeah, but who who do you know that doesn't? have this need for control to some degree or another or pathologically like doesn't. No. Yeah, but you know not what? Like that, people Karen. That, no, no, I agree. I'm That's not saying, extreme. It is that, extreme. Like if the world was extreme, full of people like Flat Earth everybody Dave, has that. nobody could live on this planet. 
Like this guy well, is this guy. It's too flat. You can't push. I mean, you can push back, but I, I mean, I don't see the point in pushing back on saying a guy like this who's a nuisance and controlling right. has a personality disorder. But there were okay, some so enough. over the fair top, enough. and he, he expresses no compassion for other humans, right. in the, in his beliefs. He well, d- does give people edibles, like. The yes. strongest ass edibles, like they're just so freaking gives candy, which they are. Those actually, the candy, man. those actually stopped affecting me really? after a while. Yeah, and that's probably why our podcast ended because I was no longer anesthetizing myself enough to like kind of get get along with him. But it, there is, it, I'm I'm trying very hard to like look beyond surface stuff. So yeah. there is. It, it, all of what you're saying is completely true, but there are redeemable aspects to him and some mm. softness that comes out and love that comes out in mm. little in, in little blasts where you're like, God damn it, I love you, man. You're a good guy. And then yeah. stuff that comes out so aggressive where you're like, motherfucker, you are wearing so much armor. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like right. you need to, sh- for as much psychedelics as he's done, it certainly has not shattered his ego or any of his defense mechanisms. Yeah. Which actually is kind of a good segue because we were just talking about psychedelics. We before. were, yeah. We started recording. So uh, we do a segment at the top of the show called Feedback, where we respond to things that have happened either on social media or on the show. Um, so let's let's jump into feedback and we'll explain what's going to happen this week and next week. Party feedback. Okay, so <laughs> this week we're not going to do a traditional feedback segment because... Because it would be the whole episode. Literally because... Because I am turnt. Okay, Karen, go. I'm going to let you just... Please, I've never seen you so excited. Okay, okay, I'll explain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's make up for all the times I didn't get to finish a point last week. Um, so, <laughs> as you guys might have heard, last week's episode was super lit. And we have a whole bunch of shit to say about that because we've had some time to think. Mostly me, a lot of thought and a lot of time, to be honest. But it's too much. We like always go over with the feedback. It always takes us like 20 freaking minutes. We said it was going to be five minutes off the top. So we're going to and we had all the like a lot of you have got had a lot of shit to say or actually it was like a few people had a lot of stuff to say and just say what we talked about Israel oh my god it's like they don't know yeah. um, one guess you guys uh, so <laughs> were we, you guys arguing inter show so this is our long running debate that we can not, not only do we not see eye to eye on like we don't even agree on like what a fact is like it's sure. so hard to talk to him <laughs> and like it's you know like it's just really hard to be like only always right and then somebody else is only always wrong right, do you know right, what I right, mean right. like you have to like someone's like give and take anyway I literally don't look at it though. but that, but that's <laughs> that's what I've found with the entire it's a very Israeli perspective on it I thought that that's pretty oh, nuanced right, though right. but that's like that's kind of uh, that's what I've found that lacks in this conversation of Israel-Palestine there's very little nuance that happens like especially when I see on Facebook yeah. it's one side versus the other and of course it's just basically like verbal masturbation none totally. of it None of it is is leading towards any any type of solution it's or It's not leading because it was there in the first place. People have their conclusion course, already and yeah. they're arguing from that. They're not yeah. going towards a conclusion. Right. They're supporting what they already think. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm just saying like I've had a minute to think and like I kind of see it more clearly. But if we were going to talk about it now, about last week, it would just like, I mean, why do we even have Mike here? Yeah, no, no, no. And I did say some <laughs> shit that was just like factually incorrect. We'll address that. And I'm so sure did I did you. too, but it's a given. Yeah, but like no one's shocked when it comes to 
for me. They like expected more from I know. you. I know. I'm sorry I let you down. No, I'm not. Um, um, I, but anyway. No, but it's good. It was a good messy conversation. We're going to have more of them, but we'll, we'll do a feed, whole feedback episode We're going to get week. a, yeah, like a one fell swoop Not feedback. just with that. No, we've got a lot of shit to say yeah. about like what's been up and what you guys have had to say, but we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, yeah. And then just like to do this week's feedback, what I would like to do is I'm feeling some kind of... Uh, difference it, walking into 2017 because i did some drugs i did i ate some mushrooms do we tell them happy new year yet happy new year hey happy new year you happy guys new year, it was like a week everyone. ago yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey guys doesn't it already feel like it's been months uh, so much has Trump happened isn't in 2017. Even yet I've had such a great nine days. I have <laughs> it's had the been best year of yeah. my life in the past week. If we, if I could just fucking Sopranos this right now and <laughs> shut to black, I would do it. Oof, oof, yeah, dark. you know I don't understand what things mean. Oh, you don't know that yet. I don't know what things I do mean. know that because you I'm do? an avid listener of Race Wars. I listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so a fan. You hear that she doesn't know things. Yeah, I yeah. really don't. Regularly. I never have. <laughs> you really, you truly never watched any of the Sopranos. I didn't have cable growing up mm-hmm. and was not encouraged. To watch TV, although I loved it. See, that's why so Israel like is at fault books. in this entire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Israel's like mostly wrong, and uh, my upbringing was weird. Wait, which one's Israel? If it's like New York and Jersey, which one's Israel? And which oh my one's god, Palestine? here we go. And that's according a good to question. Sopranos, I don't know. And Sopranos was more North Jersey; it wasn't all of Jersey. Yeah, it was like Bergen County. Yeah. And I, where did he live? Montclair. I think so. Yeah, it looks like Montclair. I uh, think it's the best show his... of all time. Yeah, I'm rewatching it currently. Oh, uh, I just did that. Like two years ago. Yeah, what do you it's, think? I mean, it's excellent. It, it's you pick out more and more the second time you watch it because I was in college and I was probably mm. on drugs most of the time I was watching it, and all I watched it in maybe like four weeks. So I went on a crazy bender just to catch up with the final half last season, like leading in, so I could watch it live. And there is just shit I completely forgot about. A couple of my, it was shot at my high school. Really? I did, yeah, I didn't even realize Don't that. Don't you love when people like date uh, themselves by telling you what they binge watched in college? Like I yes. binge watched Lost, so now you know exactly what my right. deal is. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake, terrible show. Oh my god, didn't pay off. So what much a waste vi- of fucking time. So much viola at every commercial break, like a close up <laughs> on people's eyes and just. <laughs> I was intoxicated by the super short credits. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was like two. They like pioneered the one and a half second intro outro. Smart. Yeah. So smart. Filled it with nonsense. Right. <laughs> like what did they? What good was that? Why? I never watched that show. Thank God. Yeah, I know. I heard it was a letdown. It's it was honestly nonsense. Yeah. I sporadically watched throughout and was able to pick up every storyline, every little nuance. Watched the last episode, and I, I like looked at my friend Andrew, who dedicated his life yeah, to yeah, Lost. Yeah, yeah. Like probably wrote Lost fan fiction or some bullshit. <laughs> and I like turned to him at the end and just scream laughed in his face for like eight <laughs> minutes. I couldn't stop. Uh, it sounds like every episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, drugs. What, what are you up with? What are you up to with drugs these so days? So I, the last time I did, I mean, I smoke pot every day because it genuinely helps with In my what anxiety. Capacity? What do you mean? Like, are you wake and baker sometimes, but not per, not hard on your day. Yeah, for me, honestly, it's not. Really? It, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really motivated when I smoke pot for no the most shit. part. I mean, it it definitely has to be the correct strain to do so. I'm what not. What do gonna... you like? Indica, sativa. I'm like a, a half C. Uh, yeah, I like an, a hybrid, maybe a sativa dominant. But I also I the indicas help because I have uh, heart palpitations and like hardcore anxiety and shit like that. Yeah. So anything that can kind of slow that down. That's why I'm a red wine fan, even though mm. it tends to make most people sleepy. It's one of the few things that slows down my insulin. 
outside and just the one thing that pot does for me that really is it's almost like Adderall in that sense is I have a five lane highway going in my head all the time, which is like really hard to keep up with and stressful. Mm -hmm. And one thing weed does is it kind of like bottlenecks it into one lane Mm -hmm. where like one one or two thoughts at a time can kind of get through as opposed to the nine million that are trying to jump out of my mouth at once. Mm. Interesting. I that's like if I smoke at night, like if I've had a day, I've had a full day. I don't have to be that full, but I just like had my day and then I get high at night. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel it does for me. Like, because yeah. I've sat there and I've just like lived my life as me. Right. And then the end of the day, when you get high, it shifts. It's like it's just like this like paradigm shift of your head. Right. So whatever you've been wrestling with and thinking about, mm-hmm. you have a new perspective that you didn't even have to work to achieve. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Things fall into place, not because it like suddenly made you smarter or less smart, but it just shifted it over a little yeah. bit and stuff just clicks. It's like construction zones that close off exits. Right. <laughs> it doesn't allow you off the ramp. It just keeps you in line in this one road. It's uh, you know, it it's been wildly be- beneficial for me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of mushrooms. The last time I did them was on my um, bachelor party in Lake George. We uh, rented oh, yeah. out an entire island and camped out at like the widest part of Lake George. So there was the water, the mountain, and the sky, and all this contrast. We did it like as the day was shifting into night. It was unbelievable. I was on a. Uh, what are those things called? Life vest, but I was riding it like a seahorse, <laughs> and I was tripping so hard I was like, sh- like drifting into shipping lanes and shit. It was, it was ridiculous, but it was so beautiful and amazing. You don't find mushrooms to be like, uh, like hard on you emotionally. Like I find them to be such a freaking ordeal. Not mm. bad, good, but sure. like it's just so intense for me. It's a lot, but I also I. F- <laughs> Not necessarily, I guess thrive, but also I seek out uncomfortable situations where I like taking a ton of edibles and it makes me freak out a yeah, little I bit. Like I too. like taking, I like yeah. That. I mean, I did it in Rogue One. I ate two huge edibles and like was having such a good time. And then we were in Lincoln Center. So it's the biggest screen or the third biggest screen in America. And like I'm enjoying the movie. And then I got caught in a 20 minute thought process of a person busting in and shooting up the entire theater. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a tough go. But then after that, I was like, well, I'm out the other side. This is you know, I used to, I had that before. Like I ever started doing any drugs once. I was seeing The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that yeah, movie? Yeah. Michael um, Clark Duncan. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. You know I don't know. It's a Steve King movie. It's okay. a Stephen King movie. It's really good. Um anyway, I had a I had a panic in that. That was the first time I ever did it. I guess marijuana probably for me sort of does the same thing that it does for you, but mm-hmm. I find that I don't need it consistently. So that makes me think that it's like actually like compensating for something that I think is missing and I haven't sure. figured mm. out what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Like I keep trying to figure it out. But like when I was traveling this summer, I took the month of August and traveled. Like I didn't smoke pot once and I was offered it a few times, but I was like so stimulated and fulfilled by just like being outside of my comfort zone a lot. Like novelty's a drug. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like I also will, like I like to kind of recreationally whatever, but also when I'm missing that element of something, like drugs will fill in the blank. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because all that stuff, like the reason, in my opinion, that pe- that you want to do that or like that I do is because it mimics like the highs of life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when things become mundane, it certainly makes the roller coaster a little more exciting. Well, I imagine like when you're a totally. comic, like yeah. the first time you get up and kill in front of an audience. I don't know, like the, the... We're waiting for that day, <laughs> <laughs> like or something where you have a breakthrough, where you like learn, where you tell a joke successfully for the first time. I don't yeah, know where yeah, you yeah. get the like those little highs. Like there's like an endorphin thing. That's yeah, but released. those are irreplaceable in my like in my experience. Like no drug replaces that. If you've like if you know what that feels like, even on a shitty even level, mushrooms. it's better than whatever you. Yeah. For me with mushrooms, I always feel like there's like a spiritual element. Yeah, and it's me like too. a before and after. Me hundred yeah. percent me too. I feel really different afterwards. Mushrooms mm. changed my life because like I was just saying I was just on opium, we were kinda of talking about this, but like in the span of a couple of years, it's probably what made me a comic, but like my parents got a divorce, my dog died, my grandpa died, and like a handful of my friends died. So like it was the first time my precious white life had ever like, you know, experienced pain. And, you know, it, it it was it was odd because, like, I completely forgot what I was just going to say. What were we talking about? Fix your life. Fix um, my yeah, life. You're right. Mushrooms. So I became this really um, cynical person after that. I was like, what age you. is this about? Um, About tw- between 19 to about 24. And you're how old now? I'm 31. Okay. But, you know, and it even tapered into probably like 27, 28. And I'm just kind of peeking out of it. But it, it, I was so cynical. I was like, fuck God, like, this is all bullshit. I had, you know, me and a couple of my friends had, like, death wishes in the sense where we would, like, really push drugs and, like, just push being wild, wild party people mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, basically be seeking out the Grim Reaper. Yeah, it's a dare. Yeah, of course. And so, but I did mushrooms for the first time in the Hamptons. M- me and my friends, like, rented out this house. It sounds very posh, but we had, like, 48 people there. So it was, like, <laughs> $11 each. But I was sitting on this third floor deck looking at the sky, and it was nighttime, and I'm on mushrooms for the first time. And the sky, I'm looking at the stars, and it started, like, electric gridding across the entire sky, like, connecting stars. It was, like, all sacred geometry, all stuff that you read about that people experience on psychedelics. And it expanded beyond that then, to, And I started mm-hmm. thinking about the, you know, infinity and all of this stuff and connectivity between me and the people that I was with and, like, what I was laying on, what that thing used to be, where it came from, how it was built. Like, it was just this whole process of things that made me appreciate and just kind of, like re-access wonder Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like just kind of shut off to everything and being like fuck this that's beautiful though yeah Mm. that is and that's i like your experience is really similar to my last experience doing mushrooms i've done it not a million times a a few times but i always would kind of freak out and have an unpleasant experience even if it like ended up good because Mm -hmm. i wasn't comfortable with myself at all and it really makes you confront yourself like looking yourself naked in a mirror and it made me really really anxious i didn't have a great time but then and you know a bunch of shit happened in my life like things changed where like at that time the previous year it had been completely different you know what I mean just like yeah. rapid change all at once I turned 30 like all this shit right you just mm-hmm. like are different you wake up like that and um also I had read Dune that was the other like big change in my life which I know I like can never stop talking about it but if people just read it for a second you'll see what I'm talking about like <laughs> it changed my freaking life and when I took mushrooms I realized how much because I had that kind of experience in like a dune way. Like I started seeing the universe in like four dimensions, right? Like not just how expansive it is in space, but in time too. And it's just like, it's not like a fantasy. It's like, it's how the world is for real. Yeah. And that was like really illuminating. Well, yeah, it it points out a lot of our, um, 
uh, our you know limitations as people is because you know it makes you very aware of the fact that we are processing this in a very linear way totally. and our brain is capable of only so much it's probably capable but of more but our, our body strengths. yes but for that to be true look how incredible this is of course like look what we've done yeah. do you know what i mean not me personally per se but like right do you know what i mean like our strengths are also that even though we are so limited that what i got out of it was we still have the capacity to see things for what they are yeah. that's what i got out of that it's like i know i just owe myself to trust myself but when i see a thing or a person i'm like really seeing it and i Mm -hmm. I knew that the whole time yeah i think therapy reinforced a lot of what i saw in mushrooms too which i told my therapist and but he was like an na guy so he was narcotics anonymous so he like therapy's a fucking racket the reason i mean here yes and no in the sense that like for me it, it actually had some really tangible success like there were there were really things that i that i've gotten through and have uh acknowledged and um put to bed, hopefully for now, uh, that I'm a better person now after therapy than I was before. I was very angry. I was very, like, just Irish Catholic, basically. And Ooh, you guys should yeah. chill yeah. together and talk <laughs> about that. the anger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Jersey? No, no, from Rockland County. Where's that? Sorry. Uh, it's, I mean, oh, it's near York? Jersey. Yeah, oh, okay. but it's, uh, do you know Levity Live? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Palisades yeah. Mall? Yeah. Like, right there. Yeah. Area? Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So Irish Catholic and you were really angry and your therapist, this, you're literally telling my story. It was like <laughs> anti-psychedelics. I brought yeah. them up. Mm-hmm. He said that he thought I was maybe, he suggested I was misguided in seeking that. Yeah. I could find that on my own. Yeah. He told me the same thing and I said, that's, that's fine. But, um, what jump started the entire process was my involvement in psychedelics. So right. it's like you can you can wax poetic on whatever the fuck you want to say, but how I got there is both none of your business it's and not. also like you know how I got there is how I got there. Oh well, it's like the reason that they say that is maybe he has a heartfelt belief, but it's that's just competition for his services. Yes, that's all. Yes, and, and he doesn't it, want you to get it somewhere right. else. It really is actually because I found myself really frustrated with yeah. it. it's like that mm-hmm. line in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Like that the Irish are impervious to psychoanalysis. That's departed, which is but quote, yes. Oh, it is departed, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did Freud say about the Irish? That's right. If you know, I'll go Wow, that's like again. really blasphemous because I'm from Boston. I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't watch Good- Goodwill Hunting until the day after my bachelor party because I knew it was going to be my favorite movie ever. Wait, are you sure it's The Departed? Yes, it's <laughs> Matt Damon having uh, dinner and they're, uh, they're eating that weird dessert-looking thing and he's having it with uh, that Italian lady. These are the movies therapist. I've seen, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, okay, that's interesting because it is definitely Matt Damon. Yep, <laughs> but I see him doing it as Will Hunting. I know. Well, all right. Well, anyway, somebody <laughs> in feedback next week I will know. I promise I'm correct. I know. I've I watched The Departed this is 200 so times. I mean, it is a really good movie. You from what are I not barely a hot remember. shot cop. <laughs> Were you on drugs? <laughs> um, probably not. Um, Honestly, I watch a lot of things sober and continue to not. I remember. think it's probably Martin Scorsese's best movie, not just because it's from Boston. I, when people tell me it's okay, I'm fucking blown yeah. away. I'm like, okay, it's it amazing. meant it meant so much to my life, <laughs> like everything about it. Also, one of the funniest moments came out of that movie because me and my friends were obsessed with it. This is years ago in Lake George. We were actually up there for the same event, not my bachelor party, but they have this mm. thing called Log Bay, where all the people of Lake George and outside get boats and they park in this one area, tie tie 
tie it up together and it's like MTV Spring Break on meth. Like it's crazy. There's chicken fights. I thought it's that like, was just called MTV Spring Break. It's like legalized sexual assault too. <laughs> really? It's super weird. There's like hardcore just like both men and women okay. too. Yeah. So it's 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 odd. But we were drinking the night before the event at some bar in Lake George and my buddy Johnny like disappeared out of nowhere and we're like, what the fuck? Where did he go? And so we walk up this ramp towards the street and he's in the back of a cop car with like blood all over his face. <gasps> Half his teeth are like chipped or missing and we're like, what the fuck happened? And the cop told us that he just walked up the landing onto the steps of the post office and just fucking face planted onto the thing. <laughs> and after that, the cop just kept talking to him and he goes, you are not a cop. I'm a hot shot cop. <laughs> just kept quoting the departed. And the cop, the cop is like, is your buddy a cop? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, he keeps saying, my friend's like, I'm on the job. I'm on the job. And the cop's like, I'm going to arrest him if he continues to say this shit. I'm like, are you not allowed out. to say that as a joke? I guess not, but it's also like, he's Blackout drunk. The law's so weird. Blackout with a head injury. Right, you just right. saw him swan dive into concrete, and somehow you're taking what he says. Honestly, with... he sounds like a professional police officer. Yeah, yeah, real, yeah sounds real. like law enforcement. Sounds like a guy that went to Lake George High School, scored a fucking <laughs> oh 600 on his SATs, and then you know, <laughs> decided to clean up the drunk streets. Isn't that what streets. you get for signing your name? I think so. Basically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the poor guy. That's really the cops. Who was just telling me? That somebody they know got a broken rib and collarbone for, for jumping the turnstile here in New York City. What color is this person? I don't know. They got smashed by a cop that hard? Yeah, the cop ra- because they ran. But regardless, uh, yeah, yeah. regardless, like... Yeah, but a- why is running a bone-breaking offense? Totally, good question. There, It isn't. I mean, well, is that's... That fucking turnstile? That's unfortunately yeah. really? how out of shape some of the law enforcement in the city is. Oh, he just fell on the guy instead no, of like, No, no, but, it, but it's such a desperate like sprint for yeah, this guy's, right. you know, to get this guy that there's no, like in that in that idiot's mind in that moment, they're like, anything to get him. And so they'll just, <laughs> they just wrap up their ankles and smash him on the friggin'. Yeah, probably. I mean, that could definitely be exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that just happen nonstop? Like a lawyer friend that I know, he had written a thing and that about like someone he represented this like girl this like college age girl she had been arrested for something that wasn't a huge deal like protesting or something like that and the cops had they 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 said escorted her to the sidewalk but mm. what that meant was slam her face first into the concrete and her her teeth fucking came Ugh. out it was insane like the picture was disturbing and should have had a trigger warning on it yeah yeah that sort of shit with the police really pisses me off but if you resist at all they they have the right to do that yeah i know it's crazy that's why you you can't have psychopaths doing it maybe they should all do mushrooms who's attracted to that kind of job i've made this argument so many times and i would have talked i've would have would have talked about it on stage but i think rogan has done it in like a past special but i genuinely think that the world would be a better place if we were just crop dusted with psilocybin or dimethyltryptamine or something like all the wars would stop everybody would just kind of realize that we're just connected and look at a tree and just realize Realize, whoa, you're not that different from yeah. me. <laughs> Some people would have bad trips and just natural select themselves the fuck out of here. Yeah, they'd walk off a pier and right. face plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you said <laughs> before actually was. rang true with me because everybody, that's the first question you get when you're talking about psychedelics is like, what about a bad trip? Are you worried about a bad trip? Yeah. And to me personally, there's no such thing as a bad trip because right. any bad time that I've had while on mushrooms has led me to a thing that I was burying deep yes. down and never acknowledging. It's not because the 
the mushrooms is because of you. Yes, but but also it it opened me up to right. at least discover and yeah. acknowledge and and have empathy for myself because there's a reason of like defense or protection mm-hmm. for my for my heart for my ego for whatever it might be. Yeah. There's a reason those walls are up, and what mushrooms is so good at is shattering or breaking down those walls and kind of allowing yourself to forgive yourself mm-hmm. or just kind of come to terms with you know an outdated part of your operating system. Well, it's like we were talking about flat Earth Dave, like, and you were talking about how he's built his defenses way up, which yeah. obviously he has, but that's like the sad irony of that is when you do that, the person who's fooled is not other people, it's you. You're lying yeah. to yourself and you believe it. Yeah. That's what fucks is you up the Is he a most. big hallucinogenics guy? Um, I mean, yeah, he's definitely done ayahuasca. Like, I know that he went through a whole ceremony and stuff like that, and you know, God knows, it, it, from what I hear, his house is also lined with like crystals and pyramids, and it's a very like tranquil place, which is odd because he brings such fire and brimstone and aggression out publicly. Yeah. Granted, now I have no idea what he's up to. I'm assuming he's in. Oh, you some... guys don't talk. No, not at all. I mean, we we talked two weeks ago when he wanted access to the Facebook page, which I gave him. He got out, and then the next day he demanded it again, and I told him to go fuck himself because I'm not his I'm not his secretary, and you know he should take responsibility for the beliefs and stuff that he was shoving down people's throats. There's a lot of people to this day that still call me like a piece of shit on Twitter because I believe the Earth is round, or you know, <laughs> God forbid, I believe certain kids died at Sandy Hook, or, yeah. you know, you know that whatever it might to me be. On Grinder, a flat Earther. <laughs> really? Oh, you I showed met a flat me. Earther. Yeah, but wow. he, it was like a Muslim thing. Yeah, but did, okay. wasn't it twice? Well, I met like a. Probably like three or four months ago, I remember talking to a flat earth guy who was like all about Allah. And then mm-hmm. I was talking to this guy, and it didn't get flat earthy. I knew he was Muslim. He was pretty clear about that up front. That's very exotic, though. But yeah. then I then I, he said something kind of crazy, and I was like, wait, do you think that the earth is flat? And I was like, oh, we've totally Just talked before. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I talked to him twice. But yeah, he thought, I don't know. But I've since hooked up with another Muslim guy who was pretty religious and said that you there's nothing in the Quran. type. Mwah. You have a real type. I do. Yeah. I do. It's a terroristy, you know. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's really endearing about you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. So, some people like I leather jackets. That 9-11 was real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you silly goose. Don't you know it was a direct energy weapon with holograms? Uh, it all comes down to Jews. They flatten the earth. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, the first thing. That was like, it, honestly, it was kind of a moment of affirmation when Dave went on Race Wars because I had been like preaching incessantly about how the flat earth thing is a religion. It's 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 faith based and yeah. it's a lot of jumping to conclusions. And eventually you find out that it's because they want to believe that we are more than just insignificant specks of life on this hurtling rock through an infinite abyss. We are, in fact, the center of the universe and there could potentially be other places like us, but we're far more important than we uh, are made to believe. So either or. Why, why are we either specks or the most important? Why but, can't and, we and, just be? And also, it's like, who the fuck is making you feel insignificant? Every bit of programming in the entire world is me- is meant and built yeah. to make you feel like a special little snowflake. Right. The only one making you feel insignificant is probably your ex-wife or whoever, you know, or, or whoever it you. might be. Like, yes, if you feel insignificant, because you. you tell yourself all day long that you suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've all been there. Of course. But don't you find that the people that are, like, the most vociferous about, like... Ooh, look their at bo- you. But, like, the guys like this, you know what I mean? Like, he just is trying... He's that got Shelby's eyes up on the computer. <laughs> I know. I could tell he was falling asleep, so I had to turn him up. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I cannot cook. I can't cook. I'm actually, like, probably a really good cook, but I don't have any time to do it. 
and I don't like to do it. That's what I meant. I don't have time. I don't like it. Um, We have an amazing solution, though. Yeah, maybe you've heard of it. Definitely you've heard of it. It's called Blue Apron. It's um, a company that is here to make it easy for you to put in as little effort into feeding yourself and your family as you want to. That is the shit. Yeah, and it's so good food, you know? I mean, you're not eating McDonald's. You're eating like um like McDonald's like like richer cousin who can afford to have meals delivered to the house every day. But like not that rich. Like 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 normal like like American middle class rich. No, it's just smart. Like, you know, you go shopping and you get all these ingredients and then you use like a little bit and now you have too much cinnamon, you know? Like nobody needs that. And that's wasteful. It's wasteful and like um it's wasteful of your cinnamon and of your money. Of your money. Like how much do you think you spend a day on a meal? A day. I spend a lot of money on a day because like I told you I don't meal? cook. A meal is a $30 thing. Okay. So you know what? Blue Apron, it's like less than $10, some of these plans that they have. Shut so the fuck up. You, it sounds like a little bit intimidating, but when you break it down and you realize that like you're on the go and you don't have that much time, they, they make it easy. Like I, I was dog sitting for my really rich friends and they had a Blue Apron... Uh, account and so I got to do it the whole time that I was staying there and it was amazing because they send you like a nice little piece of pork and they send you like a nice little pasta or something to go with it and it's just enough it's exactly what you need and honestly even if you're not busy I know you still don't have time somehow you manage to not have time to cook your own meals blue apron uh you can customize whatever recipe you want every single week just based on whatever you like to eat um, you can choose whatever you want. They'll deliver could I get like a want. peanut butter and jelly sandwich? What's an example of something I could eat? An example of something that you could eat, for example, is a little <laughs> bougier than peanut butter and jelly. Like we are Just adults. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're promoting this because we're really bougie. Uh, if you want to get kind of funny with it, you can do spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and furikake. Is that how you pronounce that? Hell yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't like that? Fine. You can have a mushroom and chipotle pepper enchilada with lime sour cream. Ooh. Don't even lie to me. Ooh. Don't even lie that that doesn't sound good. Oh, I don't know. Sour cream? Why is it going to be sour? Well, listen, you make up your own mind. Here's the thing though. They guarantee that your food's going to be fresh. Every single ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they will personally make it right for you. Yeah, you know, and I think Blue Apron's a company that makes it right for people like their employees. So this is what you can do. Uh, You should check out this week's menu. Go to Blue Apron's website, which is blueapron.com, and check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping, by the way, so free meaning free, by going to blueapron.com slash Unhirable. Spoken like a true Jew. Here's the thing. You're going to really enjoy how it feels and tastes. Inside of you. And outside. Of your mouth. Yes. To create this amazing home-cooked meal with Blue Apron. So get the hell on it. It's 2017. Blueapron.com slash unhirable. Slash what? Slash unhirable, my friend. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Shelby's taking the SATs next week, so it's important. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) The people that are like that often live like these extreme dichotomies where he goes home to a crystal palace. Yes. You know? It's kind of like Andy, um, what's the guy? Oh my God, why can't And I wanted to say Andy Warhol. The the comic. Andy Dick. No, no. Sandberg. No, no, no. Like old school. They made the movie about a man on the moon. Oh, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah. It was like this kind of like 
crazy presence yes. like everywhere he went but then like it seemed like he was like really holistic and natural yeah i know but there's something narcissistic about that yeah it's because it's to get flat earth pussy that's the flat like <laughs> yeah it's like a control thing it's all this other shit it's like a belief system but i think he just like like everybody ultimately wants to crush ass right yeah but, but also you can, you're like just inflict chaos everywhere you go but then you have to have this like tranquil but you don't think Zen you're inflicting paradise. chaos you think you're inflicting order because that's what you that's what you feel you i think we fundamentally view that guy differently because i find him to be willfully disruptive and i'm yeah. shocked that he uses hallucinogenics and it actually makes yeah. me want to double down on my claim that he probably has a personality disorder because i don't know how you can do hallucinogenics yeah. and come out with what I think are like willfully bad intentions. Yeah, I th Do you think I th he has willfully bad yeah, intentions. Yeah, for sure. I think he what intends. What are his bad intentions towards the, people? The, the big one is to disrupt uh, other people's uh, peace. He well, that's for sure. Well, he, he was outside like flyering, telling people to look up at the chemtrails and like screaming in their face. So yeah, I for sure. But I don't know if it's if it's conscious bad intentions well I you think would know he, that more than I, I i genuinely think he's he thinks he's doing the right thing which yeah. you know more power to him i think his delivery system is flawed as all fucking hell i mean jesus i think Christ. he is a very i think he's a really good salesman in his regular life so i think he employs those tactics when he's talking to people yeah. and me personally i sniff that out quickly because i grew up with a salesman as a father and can't stand that bullshit i can't stand being manipulated i can't stand being talked down to i can't stand being bullied and it's like if you're gonna bring that shit to me you're going to meet a fucking a hard place it's going to be a tough discussion because i'm also as you know as big of a dick were you a bully when you were in like no i got i got bullied i got bullied and i was uh i helped out kids that got bullied like oh, I, you weren't a bully no you i was a jock bullied and then a bully i was a jock that also somehow got picked on like kind of coming up in middle school and high school i never got bullied Every once in a while by, like, the skater kids because I played traditional sports like basketball and soccer and shit Is like that. Is that real bullying? <laughs> yes, because they would be like, what, are you not wearing Jankos, you fucking loser? Or like, oh, oh you don't have... That you is don't a have, low, mean blow. Yeah, oh, your mom didn't get you official aggressive skates for... <laughs> she just got you the inline versions? Like, what? So it was almost like elitist bullying. Yeah, like it, it wasn't like rich kid bullying. Yeah, yeah. but it was odd yeah. because it wasn't about... I guess it was about like like things and stuff like that, but it was very like fitting into this certain the, this certain you know box that people saw you as. I was an athlete. I did musicals. I did like you know all this stuff growing up that people don't traditionally do in my high school. The one kid outside of me that did musicals as well as sports got fucking shunned and like kicked off the football team. Really, it became this big thing, which is why when I came around, they were like, "Well, I guess we can't touch this." Did you grow up in 1956? Like, what, no, what but is it's, this shunning? It, it's, a, it, it's an odd area, Rockland County, because I, it, oh, it, Rockland, I, have, a, I, I have a very love-hate relationship with it, which mm -hmm. I think you should have for any place that's great. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there, is there are parts of it that I'm like, this was the best place to grow up in the entire world. I have, I have fucking brothers from my hometown. Absolute brothers, people that I would genuinely take a bullet for and people that I've grown up with and we're, we're not going anywhere for mm -hmm. each other. But then there's just like it's touted as this haven of cultural, you know, progressiveness. And like that's how it was sold to me coming in from like I grew up right outside of West Point for the first nine years of my life. So then we came we came there and it was like it was sold to me as like a bastion of cultural diversity of like, there's a ton of Jews, there's a ton of black kids, there's this, there's that. And it's like, no, there's like a pocket or two of them. And then the rest of the people are growing up 20 minutes outside of New York City, which is this cultural haven, but they never come here. They never come here. It's nice that it's here, 
but will never do that because it scares me. It's an odd, it's like a really odd place, but uh, you know. That's like the, that's the suburbs. Yeah. I mean, the suburbs are on Boston function. I'm sure the suburbs, I don't know the suburbs in Philly, but Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people that live in suburbs around these cities. New York just happens to be the best. Yeah. So it's like even crazier. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is also funny that even 20 minutes outside, I mean, my county is Trump country mm. like you know which is which i get financially but in terms of where their where their cultural and uh and social ideals come from i truly don't get it it really makes no sense but i think it's more or less it's in line with what we're talking about with conspiracy theorists it's in line with what we're talking about ourselves where they're looking for something a scapegoat they're looking for something to blame for the pain that they feel inside because yeah. it couldn't possibly be their family my family has been here this whole time. They've fed me. They've clothed me. They're the best people in the entire world. I couldn't possibly be fucked up on account of them. So it must be the blacks <laughs> or like yeah, something yeah, yeah. like this. So I think it, there's very little. And again, this is me casting a wide net. So this certainly doesn't have to. This doesn't cover the entirety of the county. This is just the uh, interactions I've had online and in person uh, more recently. But it's like it just feels like that a lot of like uh not looking internally and trying to focus on how the outside world is fucking you. But like, even though that the result of that is like, can be really hateful and really alienating towards people and divisive, like the, the, the like motivation behind that is so like, there's almost a sweetness to it. Like, that's why, like, I, I can't like write people off. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like whatever awful thing you've ended up expressing or whatever, like, the intent is almost always something you can just totally relate to all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's not universally true, right? No, it's not universally true. I said almost always. Like, there's, like, a a lot of the shit that people find hateful and reprehensible doesn't come from a place of wanting to hurt. It's something else. You know what I mean? It's a thing that we do too, but in another way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people are kind of sweet. At the, in the same proportion that they're dicks, and well, they are both well, of those things. Everybody is so hurt. Yeah. Everybody is so hurt. They're so upset. They're so scared. It, and it's human with excellent reason. Yeah. So and what are we scary. supposed to do about that? Fucking though? talk about it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what we we're t- You get to, to choose how you react it. to that. I mean, but like, I sort of feel like with like to go back to the drugs. Like one thing I realized doing mushrooms, eating some mushrooms on the first, was that. I did that last year, by the way. Great way to start your year. What a day. Yeah. Yeah. This year was a Molly year. I I saw fish last year on January 1st. I've never, and I've gone out of my way my entire life not to listen to their music, not to be familiar with them, because I make fun of the concept of that type of environment. But I will say, I did did (laughs) mushrooms and a touch of Molly at the same time at their concert on January 1st last year. One of the most transcendent best experiences of my entire life and that includes because of the music i mean the guy that does the lighting should have won a fucking nobel peace prize he's incredible (laughs) and we were our vantage point was from behind the band so we're watching people get hit with the lights and i'm like (gasps) (gasps) just screaming (laughs) the only thing that was bad is some fish dick behind or in front of me kept like turning around being like this is the name of this song and i'm like dude get out of my face right now oh my god i should be shot yeah Yeah. get out of here i spent the first on no i spent the New Year's Eve on Molly, on so much Molly, on the best Molly. Mm-hmm. I'd never had such good Molly. And it was so good. And it was like supposed to just be like four of us, but a couple more people were there and just like gave everybody Molly. So everybody was like having the nicest time. Nice. And everybody was so like sweet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody just chilled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. They were like, when you were talking to someone, you knew you were really talking to them. Like, they were looking at you with like defenses down. It was like beautiful. I had the greatest fucking. I don't think I've ever had a better time. That's excellent. How do you feel since it? 
like so good, confused in certain ways, but like <laughs> really good. So you didn't ha- you don't have like a depression aftermath. With okay, Molly. so the next day, you five know, HTP. That's what that's Kurt what said. That's what Kurt yeah. said. I spent the whole rest of the next day straight up rolling on Molly because I just didn't want to not be. Like, when I woke mm. up, I was still feeling a little bit, like, right here, like, behind my, like, chest bone. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, like, the heart, like, palpitations? Not palpitations. Thing? It's just, like, I just Warmth. felt it right here. Yeah, it's just, like, little kind of mm. warm, squeezy feeling. And I knew I was still a little bit, like, on it. Mm. And we had a little bit left. Me and Kurt, it was, like, not enough for both of us you know because it's like i'm this person and he's that giant person so he was just like you have it so i was just like rolling for a whole full day after that then we had monday off right Mm. um and i i thought i was done you know i was like ready to come down yeah and um i was like i'll go to yoga right and i'll like sweat it out just like start this process off right in the new year i took an edible and it hit me right as i was start like I knew I was still rolling. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as soon as that thing hit me, I was like, I mean, I feel so amazing. I had so much love for everyone that I saw, strangers, not even in like a like a really druggy way. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. just like saw them and I was like, honestly, like I love you. I just do. Like I you're a person and I love you. It was the best fucking feeling. Honestly, it's the feeling that I get if I like do well on stage. Like I'm looking at people and I'm like, right. I love you guys. Like I do. Yeah. Just genuinely in my heart, like love you. Yeah. And this is special. It's funny, my abandonment comes out on stage because, like, even when I'm doing really, really well, like, I had a, I, I had one of the better sets I've had in a while down here, surprisingly enough, but uh, <laughs> down, downstairs the other night, and it was just, it was just a great set, and the entire time I'm thinking, like, um, these people are going to leave me. <laughs> this, joke, <laughs> this joke is going to fail. This is like, you know, all of this is killing, 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 and I'm like, oh, no, this next one is going to be where they leave. This is the, this is the one, and I'm You're like, you need child. a certain oh, amount boy. of that, though, I, know. I think. I, is that an Irish Catholic thing, maybe? Maybe, yeah, or it just where... It's a little, like, self-flagellating. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, I have a lot of... Um, uh, self-sabotage i have a lot of mm-hmm. like abandonment shit i have a lot of uh those tendencies that i'm glad do you I'm come from of. addicts yes yeah yeah Same. my dad uh my dad is an alcoholic 20 something years sober wow yeah. i think but also we had our own issues because once him and my mother got divorced i was forced to live with my dad and his girlfriend one summer and she continuously offered him wine like all the time while I was living there in the sense oh, that they like were super codependent. Yeah. But also like it, to the point where I was like, well, once might be funny with an addict once, not even really, but once might be funny. It's a little evil. But to the point where you're like asking him all the time, it's like, oh, I think he's actually participated at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That's you what know I what I thinking. Yeah. So I, I don't mm. and which is something he would never tell me. Which is fine. I I don't care. You know, we had our own issues and we're rebuilding after that. And I think things are actually on kind of a positive step forward. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that uh, I I wish he was more kind of uh, transparent with that type of stuff or the struggle. There's a lot of of shame about it, though. It's like kind of what we were talking about before, like why people traumas people have, whatever. I think the process of getting sober for people can be really traumatic. Yeah. And I don't think everybody needs to get sober forever. Right. Some people probably do. But maybe maybe your dad did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know yeah. the guy. But I think that the way we look at um, sobriety in this country is that it's so fucking all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And if you have a glass of wine after you're sober... Right. You've relapsed. Yeah, yeah. And then but some people bad. can't do it. Some people can't have a glass of wine. It For like sure. triggers the thing and they lose control. Like I think some people are capable and some people are not. But like you and I, like I'm sh- obviously you two, like know people who are sober but they smoke weed or like sure. but they'll take mushrooms and like 
I don't what, who the yeah. like what, I don't know who am I to say no. And I go sober from alcohol for stretches. Like before my wedding, I was like 40, 50 days. I uh, after my wedding, I went a couple weeks. Right now, I'm in the process of like I'm eight days deep, so it's not much. But mm. there's there are stretches where I'm like, all right, I need to pull the pull the rings back, or or I just like you know maybe I'll just try weed uncut and see how that uh, how that does for me. And honestly, it's each and every time I do it without alcohol, it makes me feel like I should probably do it forever. But the joy of drinking and like the social aspect of it is so fucking fun. Yeah. I've had so I have so, I had some of the best nights of my entire life while being, you know, while drinking. So. I hate being hungover though. Oh it's the worst. God. Oh, it's I brutal. It. Yeah. And nothing else really does that. Yeah. Um, Alcohol is a fucking hell of a drug. Yeah, it, it is a really bitch. tears yeah. you up it, inside out. It hurts your body more than like a lot of more than almost anything honestly. cocaine when i did like way too much cocaine once yeah but it doesn't the next day i thought i thought i was i thought my insides had liquefied and were really like just oozing but out were you me. drinking at the same time i've never done mm. coke dry i've always had like 35 well, no, drinks the first time i ever did mushrooms in college we did a bunch of blow Ooh. i'm sure we drank beers that is something. an odd pairing yeah i did a bunch of blow and <laughs> then decided to eat the mushrooms wow. and i initially was freaked out that yeah. i was like gonna like die yeah um but i watched that show perfect strangers do you remember that yes, show from Archie? and i cried because of the way cousin larry treated balky <laughs> i thought it was like so inhumane anyway drugs i think are great i don't Except really cocaine i hate it so much now i've done so much of it and i just hate it. It has yeah. no redeeming qualities. If you want to stay awake, drink a cup of coffee. It's evil. It feels evil. I think Adderall is the devil. It makes me depraved. No. Okay. What you're doing wrong is you're probably not crushing it up and snorting it three times a day. I used to in college. And you didn't like it? I did, but it wouldn't get me it's any euphoric. work done. I would just start partying. <laughs> like I had a 12-page research paper and I crushed up this Adderall, blew it, turned on music, and started boozing immediately. No, so <laughs> you got to eat it. I think eating no. it is so much more fun. Eating but, it, I just get the like normal, like clinical effects of it, yes. which is cool. <laughs> but like snorting it is a drug. Well, this is I mean? why it's the devil, though, because I was prescribed Adderall. I have... I I have ADD, I guess, but um, I uh, I was prescribed and I would take it as prescribed, which wasn't like a t- a ton. It was like twenty milligrams a day, and I actually scaled it back to even like ten sometimes. But if I took it as directed seven days in a row, I would go into such a tailspin depression hmm. that it would take me like four or five days to get out of it. That used to happen to me with Xanax. If I took it for a two days consecutively. Mm. When I stopped, I would get the worst withdrawals that were like not even physical. It was all emotional, and I would be suicidally depressed. Right. Really, where like someone had to keep an eye on me. So I was just like, what the fuck is the point yeah. of doing this another day? Yeah. Mm. And you really like that's when I first understood. I never understood suicide ever. You know, I was yeah. just like, this is um like you really you're that selfish. You can never see an out. You know, like you won't even ask for help. But I got it then because yeah. it really is so fucking bleak. You think you're doing other people a favor. Right. Yeah. You know, like you yeah, literally yeah. don't see yeah. the way out. And because right, right. you've thought it, you're like, I've thought it through. Like I'm not irrational. There isn't a way. Oof. I've looked through the blinds at noon on several occasions, just being like squirrely <laughs> as fuck, just being like, that's it. I'm running into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I've only done Molly once and like 10 years ago. And oh, I yeah, honestly you said you don't, can't you... think I, 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 
I'll never say never do anything, mm. mm-hmm. but it kind of as with Coke. I'd probably do Coke again before I do Molly. You have a serotonin thing, maybe. I do. I don't like to have that fucked with. And like mushrooms yeah. don't fuck with my serotonin. Yeah. That I, or they don't have a negative impact because when mm. I did Molly, I fucking loved it. Mm. And this straight Dutch guy and I just like hopped into bed and like pet each other all night. With our clothes on. He wasn't that straight. I know. You, yeah. Actually, we've had this conversation. You've said that exact same thing. I just had like deja vu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, you're just right. just in my personal <clears throat> humble experience uh, a, a from my own life that. and vagina, <laughs> if you would go one way or another, it's like you're just not ultimately, it's not good or bad. It's no just, drug's going to push straight. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. You were yeah. just going to do it. Change. It'll give you a nice little you? green light, though. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to do it. No, no, him. I'm talking about him. I'm fucked up, teehee, teehee. So fucked up. Put your finger in my mouth. Yeah, I can't believe we're doing this. What's my, what's my temperature? <laughs> I've never kissed a boy. What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I interrupted you on the first. What what exactly did you do to start the year off? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, no, I, like I interrupted your whole story. Tree. Uh, you were just Park on straight up hour. mushrooms for the yeah, day. Yeah, that's it for the day. I went to MoMA. I saw this nice. amazing exhibit. Nan Golden. Everyone should look her up. Ballad of Sexual Dependency. It like really yes. opened my like my mind about what it is to be. Specifically, a gay guy in New York City, but right. a person. How much did you take? Like, were you able to function in in public? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, like, were you were you I noticeably talking, high? Mm, I I generally don't get crazy when I do any drugs, <laughs> mm-hmm. no matter how much I do of them. Sure. So that's an incredible superpower. Yeah. I mean, I, I I haven't really tried it. I mean, I've done a lot of coke. Um, and I've done yeah, but coke is like the functional drug. But you also I think you're fine, and you're like, what? What, what is the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just grinding your teeth horizontally. Yeah. For my bachelor party, a dad, like one, of, this guy who was like kind of my second dad, he was there because he has a house in Lake George, and my buddy was like on blow for the first time in like a really long time, and we're talking to to this dad, and, and he's like, "All right, dad, we'll see you later." He's <laughs> just like, just has seventeen snowflakes in his nostrils, and his eyes haven't blinked for three days, and the guy's like, "All right, fella, <laughs> get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I can't trip and not be visibly really on something. Mm-hmm. Like I can't talk right. Well, last time I was on mushrooms, um, Kurt called me on the phone. He was asking me to do something really simple. He was, I think it was like, when are you going to be downtown or something like that? Yeah, I was in yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. and I just like had all these things that I needed to put into the answer. Like it was like, first of all, I had to apologize for the lack of efficiency with which I was speaking. <laughs> 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 but I had so much, so much to say to that. Oh, you yeah. know, like yeah. and it was really important <laughs> that he hear it. Mm-hmm. He's like, he goes, oh, this is mushroom talk, <laughs> because it was. It was mushroom talk. But it's important to have a cool person that understands that, that is like completely green lighting your behavior. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the- if they have any kind of thing, like oh. I call him at one point, he was like stressed about something. Sure. I just, and I was like, Kurt will understand me. I'm tripping in the fall and I need to talk to him right now. Mm-hmm. I called him, he was stressed about, I couldn't find his wallet or something. And it, I just screamed and hung up the phone. It, oh, was, yeah, it, was, too, yeah. it was crazy. It's too much. Yeah. My, my my wife's real good with that. She'll know, like, you know, there's a, I, there's certain moments that she just has to be completely empathetic and just like... <laughs> Does she do drugs? She uh, We've done mushrooms together. She okay. used to smoke a lot of pot in college, but now she's like, 
completely like it's tough for her she's she's one of those people that like smokes and forgets she smoked and is like why do i feel weird like it's just like so i and and then the other day she took like two hits while i smoked i smoked blunts like a fucking eighth grader for whatever reason like that's just how i prefer to intake pot i love it i like the little hit to my chest i don't smoke cigarettes anymore so that's probably my little like cheat and uh it's just how i smoke and she's like wow like she was high and she just kind of realized that she's like, I, I was giving you so much shit for smoking pot, but look how you react and look how I feel. She's like, it's clear that this is a beneficial thing for you. I was like, I was like, yes, like that's why I do it. It's the one thing that really helps me and my quality of life go up. And she's like, I completely get it now. And I was like, fucking nine years in, and, you're, <laughs> and you get this shit. But that's you know, amazing. Yeah. That is, you guys grew grew together. I know. Doing mushrooms together was one of the most transcendent experiences of our entire relationship. Though, have you ever done um, like ecstasy or something together, like mm-hmm. a lovey drug? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, uh, yeah, but I I fucked up on that because I pre- I took too much. I prepared myself for death. Actually, at session seventy one on seventy first and first, maybe I think it's this uh, like music venue. But I was there with a bunch of. There was this year where like my Tim, my podcast co host, his brother died, and like we just went off the fucking rails. We had a friend that was very wealthy. She was supplying every drug, everything. Like you know, we were just having fun and you know trying to kill ourselves. But without within a twenty four hour period, I had three triple stacks of ecstasy. This is before like Molly hit big. Triple stack. Triple stack is like three servings of ecstasy in one pill. And I you had, had th- three what? of them? Three of those throughout the 24 hours. Were you worried you were going to have a heart attack? And I did a gram and a half of Coke. That's a lot. Yes. You wanted to die. Yeah. Oh, so you're I, fucking hardcore. So I, I didn't was, know that. Yeah, so I was sitting in session 73 with my now wife, with a bunch of our friends, and there was a moment where my heart felt like it was being gripped, like really hard, like somebody was grabbing it and they weren't letting go. And I just looked around and I was like, at least people are here. Like if I if I drop, somebody's going to call the ambulance. So at least people are here. And I just kept waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And eventually it just never happened. And I was like, Whoa. do you have a heart thing? No, but okay. I mean, my, I have like heart shit in my family. Mm-hmm. Like my grandpa died of a heart attack. He had his first heart attack at like maybe 28 or something oh like that. Oh my fucking yeah. God. Yeah. So it, I just, I worry about it more on the lines of anxiety than I do of any, like, practical, physical You're failure. totally right, though, because anxiety will actually kill you. Yeah. It really does. And I can, like, I've been an anxious person, too, for a long time. And I remember when it started. I remember exactly when I started it. Mm. When I was 12, I mean, it's not important, but, like, I just remember, like, almost consciously deciding to get, give into it. It just, like, and then I couldn't get out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I'm going to do this. It was my little control thing. Right. I just became me. Mm -hmm. And just now, literally just now, like this point in my life this year, I finally feel like that kid again where I like, I'm at this juncture to choose. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the first time ever. I'm just like, maybe I can control it. Within the last 12 months, I've done career stuff that has been really challenging and scary and every time a scary opportunity comes up i make a point to do it because i feel like my fear is just Mm -hmm. this part of me that's pushing me away and Mm -hmm. self-sabotaging and it's a lie the fear is a lie yeah it is it really is i mean i did warm up for two test episodes of seth meyers i'm not a warm-up comic it was one of the most frightening moments of my entire life to have lorne michaels just staring there while i'm trying to fucking warm up a crowd fred armison is eight feet away with his guitar like watching me dead in the eyes and i'm like i have to be clean i have to do crowd work i have to like do all this stuff that's kind of crazy and it was really scary but after i did it i was like so fucking proud of myself i've done opie opie's like one of my biggest heroes in the entire world done jim norton show one of my biggest heroes in the entire world done you know kumia all the all this stuff that just like 
I'm fucking so scared of, but it's solidified like this type of uh, this resolve and uh, and confidence in myself where I'm like, oh, if you just keep headbutting fear in the fucking face, then hopefully eventually it, it either dissipates or no longer has the control over you that it once did. That's honestly like I think that's what it is to be a human being. It's yeah. that because every animal has the fear response. Every single one is what keeps you alive, right? But if you're a person and you feel it, like it can be a lie. A lot of the times it is like going on stage wouldn't have killed you. Mm-hmm. You had a fight or flight response, right? Yeah. And you chose like then you at that juncture like chose made a decision to approach it this way not that way and didn't just like let instinct take over do you know what i mean like that's a human thing that's Mm. a distinctly human thing Mm. yeah i mean but also maybe the lie is like being comfortable yes maybe that's the lie maybe because what you just said the biological um like the biological need is to protect yourself. So when you put yourself even yeah, on stage, you're, you're putting right. yourself in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, it's still scary. a fi- it's still a physical vulnerability in no, the sense is. that you you're Could literally watching. <laughs> well, and also you're watching real time potential disappointment. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if you suck, you're gonna watch people oh, really. You're, you're gonna it. see the receipt of suck on oh. their fucking face. Or they'll be asleep. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's theater, I guess, more than comedy. <laughs> Um, well, it's like if you wrote what you're saying and you're the one saying it and you're saying it as you, it's mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's no more personal rejection than that. Yes. You're not reading somebody else's lines and sucking at it. Especially, you, it all came out of you. Especially my material because it's very, it's, it's about me. I yeah. am selling myself very much so. Like there are people that are kind of guarded in the sense where they're, uh, they're just kind of uh, presenting jokes. Right, Do you know what I mean? Character exactly. Or like yeah, or like like Jerry Seinfeld, I would assume if a joke fails, he's probably like, well, all right, I'll go back and, you know, <laughs> rewrite it or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They just didn't like that word order yeah. where it didn't it didn't necessarily expose anything about himself. Yeah. By the way, that was the best two-second impression of Seinfeld <laughs> I've ever done in my entire life. Congratulations. <laughs> but uh, you know, whereas I'm telling kind of like I'm talking about my life and if people are like disinterested, I'm like, yeah, I guess I am fucking boring. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. one of you. I should be sitting there paying for entertainment just like you. <laughs> Is that because you're a millennial and we're all just thinking that it's like all going to be about us and our Am story? I a millennial? Is are 31 you? a millennial? I'm a millennial and I'm 34 by yeah. definition. It's 1980. Yeah. So I didn't I know. I, I mean, I don't. Me either. I thought it was 30 and under. I don't feel like one. I, I certainly, uh, my parents, they brought me up in a very odd way where fame was kind of, um, uh, championed a little bit like my older sister is a re- both of my sisters are incredibly talented musicians my older sister you know is an actress she's a voiceover actress now and she does extremely well um and my younger sister plays uh, musical therapy for old folks homes and stuff like that like she like jogs alzheimer uh, patients memories through fucking song it's it, it's incredible stuff but all of us were brought up to believe that we had this thing and that that thing would never be realized unless we became this certain level of fame like i used to have to sing yeah i used to have to sing romantic duets with my older sister for company <laughs> they'd make us sing a whole new world and shit like that. Von Trapp. yes exactly my, my <laughs> wife calls us the von cannons she literally calls us that do you my still do it oh my god do you whip it out once in puberty kind of fucked up my voice a little bit but i, I can still carry a tune and you bring shame to the family yeah. you're, saying. <laughs> you're no longer the soprano that you were before. exactly yeah you now, got I'm, balls. now i'm a grovelly jazz musician it seems <laughs> my shit. balls dropped well that's a good thing to uh segue out we're gonna finish up now this oh my is, god we, so this uh, is what, what i like about uh, this episode talk. is that we didn't talk about what we thought we were going to talk about we didn't but we, didn't, we, but we did drugs. stay on a topic yeah, yeah. 
So that's all. That's amazing. All right, let's do rapid fire really quickly. Ready, Fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Mm. Cocaine, mm. Molly, mushrooms. Uh, marry mushrooms, kill cocaine, fuck Molly. Your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna fuck cocaine like mm. crazy. I'm gonna kill Molly, and I'm gonna marry mushrooms. Oh yeah, you've got to think about Molly. Okay. Yeah, um. Her. Okay. Um. Marry Molly because I'm sure that we will hook up infrequently after the marriage, and that's how you do Molly. Uh huh. Um. Well thought out. Fuck mushrooms. That's an occasional thing for me. Um, kill Coke because honestly, Coke kills. <laughs> <laughs> that belongs on a dare brochure. God, that sounded good. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill, cocaine. Honestly, kill. I'm really good at this. <laughs> All right, give us another one. Okay. Um, Fuck, marry, kill. Are you ready? Yes. Shelby, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Andy. We oh, love okay. to do the Surprise. table. <laughs> um... Sometimes it gets Kill weird. Karen, fuck Shelby, marry Tommy. Oh, look at we you. We can see musicals together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's not nice like I nights. didn't see this coming. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how expendable I am when it comes to the table? That's, like, that's everyone the... kills me. And they don't even have to be gay. Like straight people are just like, yeah, Karen, obviously kill her. She's dead. And yet you're here every week. It's amazing. And that's a I testament to your survival. I am like Jesus fucking Christ, wow. the man. He was a, a Jew, Jew as well. A Jew. Who's hung. Who's mad hung. He was also white. A top. He was big and a boy. I've been saying this for years. I'm big and I'm a boy. I mean, okay. now you're all caught up. The <laughs> best drug experience in five to ten seconds you've ever had in your life. Just like the headline. Uh, I did mushrooms twice in a day, shot a crossbow, and then watched somebody lose their mind for four hours straight, after which they came back outside, looked me in the eyes, and promised that the mushrooms had just kicked in right then. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Good one. Uh, um, okay, you. Okay, mine was on January 1st of this year. I ate mushrooms. I went to Central Park. I, I woke up in this amazing like artist place, and then I went to Central Park. I shut my phone off for about eight hours. Nice. Went to MoMA, bought some recording equipment, went home, smoked, went to bed. It was beautiful. Wow. That's a nice city adult really drug bench. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York City looks really good on mushrooms. Yes. New York City looks really pretty when you're on freaking Molly. I'm so sorry about your condition. Also, pros <laughs> Prospect you. Park in the summer looks like fucking Tibet. I on live mushrooms. right there. That's it where is I live. Bananas. I played catch with an eight year old for like 45 minutes when I was on <laughs> mushrooms in Prospect Park. <laughs> Super fun. I was probably throwing like dead cats at the kid, but it was, it was definitely you're fun. Like, the child taught me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just threw an eight year old into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> You're a felon now. <laughs> Registered sex offender, but it wasn't my fault. Yeah, you know, he was asking for it. Karen. Um, okay, mine was also uh, just the night of December 31st, bleeding into January 1st. Honestly, the funnest time I ever had. This Molly was really dope. It was tested 100% pure. Ooh. It was with me, Kurt. Like, we've been through some shit the last year, so it was like a really like good time. My best friend, her boyfriend, and like some strangers I ended up loving. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like, it was just the chillest. Like, it was at somebody's house on a fun night that has like these weird high expectations but we did it right for the first time ever like ever i just never had a fun new year's mm. it was amazing like awesome. now i get now i like get the beauty of new year's and why it doesn't just straight up suck all the time yeah it's I've beautiful done that, by it's the way. like hopeful i've done the molly new year's eve to not sleeping to molly the next day oh, going asleep at so like 11 30 yeah it's great it was I we just, just all just dumped it in our orange juice the next morning. We're like, fuck really? it, let's just go. Yeah. I just dumped it in my own butt. <laughs> you you boofed yourself? Butt? A little bit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's 
the best way to do Molly. My friend Tim, my co-host, boofed a dude <laughs> because he just wanted the experience. <laughs> he, he put coke in a straw and blew it into a guy's ass. Yeah. That's, I mean. That's a good friend. He yeah. has, that's like a waste of a straw when he has 10 perfectly good fingers. Is that what you do? You just crush it up and put it up there? I, well, here's the thing. Like, it's not the best idea to crush it, Molly, because it's jagged. It's crystalline, yes. right? So, like, then you try to get it up your butt, and it's first of all falling everywhere. That's how you know it's good. By Molly. The way. Totally. Because it's some people think the powder sharp. is like the good shit. No, like, the powder has been cut with something. Yeah. It's supposed to just be like, but crystals are sharp. So, yeah. it's supposed to look like my like, little pony's mane. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's supposed to look like um, the vampire from Twilight when he yes. goes in the sun. Yes. I don't know what that means. Oh, the one thing I know. The one, yeah. Holy fuck. That and Mean Girls are like the two things I like have okay, seen. Okay, I can I can get down with that. Yeah, okay, so, so so it needs to be like a little bit of a rock. Molly. Yeah, so you just like you stick it up your butt. It's really easy. You just like get it in there enough to know it's in, and then you like you like you can just leave it if you want. But like if you squeeze a little bit, it feels like kind of burning and like warm and not in a bad way. And then when the burniness goes away, you're ready to go again. Squeeze again. What's the delivery system? You, like, Is it in a wet? Tissue? It's a mucous membrane, so it just no. Absorbs. You just, oh, just straight up finger. pop it. Yeah, because yeah, no, no, no delivery system. I'm a boyfriend, a girlfriend. I don't know. Sure. Like you know, you're married, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just because yeah, because it's it bypasses your whole digestive system, right? So it's just a mucous membrane. Uh-huh. It's the same as if you snort. Does it's that work for you your snorted. vagina too? Probably, but here's the thing: vaginas are so. Um, they break down like you just like look at it wrong and something happens. Well, it's like a biodome. Like, like, you have to keep its like ecosystem. It's too much. Yeah. yeah, it's like a pH level that has to be like your yeah. your asshole Homeostasis. is so robust. <laughs> yes, like an asshole can be fucked. Shit can come out of it. It doesn't yeah. have to be that clean. Like your asshole's the best. It should be pretty clean if you're gonna fuck it though. I I'd know, like to go I'm, on on record. It's not gonna. No, no. Having met a lot okay, of okay, those are two bottoms. different Oof. thoughts. If it's dirty, it's not gonna break. Oh yeah, that's true. If yeah, your yeah, if yeah. your vagina is like not sorted, like you have yeah, so many yeah, problems, yeah. you need like insurance, UTIs, yeah, it's a bitch. It's yeah, a real yeah. bitch. No, 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 it sounds like a nightmare. Well, this is a fun note to end on. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you... here's the real note to end on. Don't snort Molly. It's horrible. Yeah. It really that. hurts. Yeah, it does. Suck. And it hurts for a while. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't go away, and then it ruins the high. All right, just this, uh, you guys had That's to know. Ooh, look at that. That's actually good. It was really unpleasant. Also, don't do don't snort Adderall because I've read a lot of articles afterwards that it's basically attempting to kill yourself. Okay, or do snort it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really nice. <laughs> Honestly, you like are really good on podcasts when you do it. So I guess just like weigh the pros and cons. <laughs> Is it attempting to kill yourself? Yeah, it's real bad. It's yeah. it's really bad. yeah. It's like a straight shot, really bad to your brain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. feels bad, 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 bad. so. It feels like a straight shot to your brain. Oh, that's yeah. gonna kill you. I used yeah. to do time release rails, and it was just those oh, little no, balls. No, oh. that's, that's yeah. intense. They're like little capsules yeah, with the balls. What a which, wait, which one? The blue or the orange? The blue. Okay, so those yeah. are the twenties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Those are good. When I was my twenty-first birthday, I had twenty-five shots of Soco, and then I like did rails of time released yeah, Adderall, and it did nothing. Here. You're lucky you were a jock, because if you were any frailer, you would have just died. Yeah, collapsed. Yeah. What do you have to promote, Mike? Uh, new, new podcast. New podcast hey. called Mike and Tim Visit Earth. It's uh, me and Tim from Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Uh, we just kind of cut the cancer out, and uh, it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of fun and positivity. No hard feelings, though. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking tumor. Cancer has some really good points. You um, lesion. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, we'd like to have both of you guys on to talk about it. That'd be the great. cancer, I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so what do we have, Karen? We, we got have a, our... Podcast that we need 
people to rate and review. Yeah, so rate and review us. Um, we have like fun, cool shit coming out for you guys super soon. We'll talk about it next week, though. Um, uh, it's kind of a present that you pay for. Um, <laughs> um, and you can always yell at us um, however you like. Um, we're here in person if you can track us down. Yep. Um, to give Tom- us drugs, especially if you have good drugs. Honestly, if you've got good Molly, like you can live with me. Uh, Tommy can be found on Grinder 24-7-365. Um, Within you about, can- you know, 5,000 feet or so. Right, right, right. Within a wide radius. You can... Hit us up on Instagram. We are unhireable underscore show podcast. I don't shit. know. It's all there. I suck at it so much. Just look up unhireable. You can email us unhireablepodcast at gmail, oh, unhireable show on Twitter. Camera <laughs> is me. I'm the one with the voice that you pr- that you dislike. Uh, Tommy O'Malley's the other one. With the opinions that you dislike. I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's also me. <laughs> it's true. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. We thanks love you. Thanks for having me. See you next week. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.